Hi, Jennifer. Hello. Hi. Hello. Yeah, can you Hi, hear Michelle, me? Michelle, how are you? Good, and yourself? I can. Great. Good. Yes, thank you so much. I'm sorry for the the kind of last minute notice and super appreciate your willingness to come on here and chat. No worries. So uh, how are you doing today? I'm good. Been out on the trails? Yeah. Is this a good reception nice. or do I need to join me put headphones in or move somewhere? It's normally quite good. Um yeah, it sounds good. If it's breaking up, it could be on my end. Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, for okay? now I can. Are you in Tahoe or are okay. you local? Where are you based? So we're in Browns Valley, um, about 30 minutes from where Carol lives in yeah, the yeah, city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Good. Are you north? Are you, have you got the snow or not yet? Um, we yeah. don't have any yeah. snow here. We're a little bit below the mm -hmm. snow line. Mm -hmm. good, good. So, yeah, yeah. So I don't know too much about you except for you're amazing. Um <laughs> Carol has like told me a few stories of some of the incredible things you've done. And um, you sound like somebody who has like a lot of pretty amazing um, experiences that you've had and done some incredible things. So I would love to just kind of hear your story. Um, it's a story within with a lot of little stories. I'm quite the adventure I guess I've spent the large la large part of my life doing different adventures filling each year with new adventures for the most part um, I do pretty well with questions because that'll keep me on target and from just losing <laughs> okay. one's audience um, and how long do you want this recording to be approximately just so I have an idea you know, I don't have a, a time okay. in mind. Usually, like my last two interviews have gone about an hour and it was just kind of like talking and, you know, one was a, a good friend of mine catching up and talking about, you know, what she's done between when I saw her and, and now and then, um, you know, so about okay. an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so that works. Yeah. Um, okay. So, um yeah, where do you want me to start? I grew Okay, yeah. so where are you from? So I grew so up in South that. Africa and I came to Yuba City um in 2003 because I knew the US was a playground. Um I came I had a career that was that I was eligible to come to the US in being nursing and healthcare. Um I always say I learned to walk on the mountains. My dad was an avid mountaineer in South Africa. He passed away when I was pretty young. But um, my mom and he had, was part of an active, the equivalent really to Sierra Club, a local chapter of what in South Africa is called the South African Mountaineering Club. Um, in those days was kind of it for getting outdoors. Um, and then my dad's sister married a rancher four hours into the mountains outside of the city, four hours drive outside of the city, two hours deep into the mountains where people used to hide during the Second World War. So they were really like two hours from the nearest gas station um, on high mountain oh, wow. passes and, yeah, two hours from the nearest hospital, etc. Um and so um, we, I, like on weekends and holidays and things like that. So um, hiking and in the mountains was how I spent my most of my early years. Oh, awesome! So that kind of started started your adventuring and lit your fire to be out there. And I think it built endurance. Um, Without me knowing, and I don't think it built speed or efficiency where most kids grow up. These a lot of kids these days might, you know, be in 
little league and this and that or gymnastics and this and that. I wasn't big into that, but um, I, yeah, would carry a backpack and go on long hikes on the weekends and into the mountains and things. So, um, yeah, I certainly think. Um, and then as an adult, I did my nursing college, my initially in the UK because my parents were from the UK initially. Um, and I took a gap year and then stayed. And, but when I went back to South Africa after my nursing, I completed my undergrad nursing program. Um, I joined a running club and there in, in the 90s, um, you had a running, you had to be a, in a running club um, to do any marathons. And they had a running club on, okay. like, they had gas stations. <laughs> you know, every community had its mm. own running club, so that was no problem. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so, and that was, you were still in Africa at that time, right? In South yeah. Africa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went back to South Africa at about five years okay. away in the early 90s after high school to the mid-90s and then went back in the mid-90s until I came to the U.S. in early 2000. Okay. Okay. So, and with your career, kind of to just touch on that as a nurse, um, how has COVID affected your job and what have you seen with that? I think <clears throat> I'm very grateful to have a healthy lifestyle uh, to fall back on um, in terms mm -hmm. of personally have, being healthy and being able to be a role model, role model for others to be healthy um, yeah. and help them be a role model for their community or sphere of influence and to reduce, focus on being a role model and and maintaining a healthy lifestyle with sleep, with adequate fluids, with good nutrition, including lemon, ginger, and garlic and onions, which have been shown to, in the literature, to be useful in building, strengthening one's immune system towards the virus. Um, and Absolutely. then, um, and re reducing the hype. So giving people some tangibles and holding right. on to the tangibles that we all know and rather than getting caught up in the, the media and the hype and the, and the angst and right. the numbers and all of that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that is, that is huge right there. That's a great focus and a great perspective to, to bring to it, to bring mm -hmm. to the table. And um, and so with your, um, I know you're like extremely active and, and very healthy and had the pleasure of running with you a little bit. And that's about to the extent I've gotten to know you. Um, but where, um, what has been, so since you moved here, oh, actually kind of backtracking. Have you ever gotten to run Conrad's? Yes, I did. Okay, awesome. Tell me about that. I That's kind of something, a race that I've, you know, been extremely interested in. I don't know that much about it, but yeah, what was your experience? It is there? a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous event. Um, I'm getting the two muddled up. I'm getting another one muddled up, which is a hundred miler. Um, <laughs> it's been such a long time, Jane. I feel terrible saying this. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, Washi, um, not Washi, uh, which is the 100 miler I was getting up confused. So Comrades was quite a, uh, what's the word, Nos emotional um, experience for me because I was part of a running club um, and I, I think it was still, they now make it, they, they changed it from when I was. It used to be an 11-hour cutoff, and then they extended it to 12 hours. And I think I was, oh, gosh, it must have been the mid-'90s when I did it. Um, and um, I came in like 10.58 or 10.50, very close to the cutoff line. 
the cutoff. And um, mm-hmm. I turned, or you know, you make it across the line and the gun goes off and I look behind me and there's somebody from my club who hadn't made it. And I was just sick in my stomach, that awful feeling. And I was like, <gasps> I hadn't, because I'd been struggling until the last 10 miles. And then I just said, okay, like, I can't stop. I just have to just focus on getting across the finish line. And that's what I did. And I blocked everything else mm-hmm. out until I was across the finish line. And then I looked around and was like, oh, no. <laughs> so, right. yeah, that was quite an emotional moment. I felt really, really, I think I felt worse than she did, but I felt really bad. Oh, I can, I can see that. I can definitely see how, because you go there together. Um, I've done, you know, when you do races with people, um, you want so badly for them to be like just as successful, successful or more successful. Even yeah. The race. It's and um, that's something I love about the ultra running community. The trail running community is everybody's there helping each other. It's not about like you're, you know, you're trying your best. Absolutely. But um, you're also there to like, you know, talk with people and, um you know, see if they need anything. It's not just like, see you later, suckers. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, mm-hmm. really a group, a team. I love it. I love the community and the camaraderie that you get out there on the trail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And I've sacrificed races before to help people. So, um, yeah, it was just, that was in my early running days. So, yeah. But it's an incredible event. Yeah. Like now, I think, I don't know if it's run over one day or two days now, but um, yeah, it's, I don't, I haven't run it for a long time. Yeah, I've just heard that it's an absolutely beautiful race. And um, a lot of people that I've heard talk about it say it's kind of a, if you can, it's a huh. bucket list one. It's a good one to get into and run. So pretty awesome that you've gotten to do that um so what races and runs have you done since you moved to oh gosh I'll keep you here all night um (laughs) Carol must have told you about the Moab 240 that was the most recent one yeah Um, Yeah, how did that that went better than I thought it would um it was that's really beautiful and spectacular um, and I'm very grateful that I was able to do it this year. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's, I, it just went, you know, it's, it's a, what is it? Uh, it's different to the hundreds. It's less pressurized than the hundreds. You have to manage you have to keep okay. moving, but also manage how you're going to get rest and keep keep well nourished. You've got a bit more time. Most 100 milers are 24 to 30 hours. 200 milers are generally um, 100 hours, so almost three times the amount of time for. So, yeah, okay. but it was yeah. spectacularly beautiful and a very well-organized event. Oh, awesome. How much did you wind up sleeping, would you say? Um, I can't remember, like (laughs) maybe three hours to, um, I started Friday, didn't really sleep Friday night. Saturday, we tried to sleep, it didn't really work. Saturday night, I think I slept an hour, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, I slept on the ground. Somebody put a blanket on me as I sat down and I said, thank you. That was it. <laughs> I just curled up <laughs> right then and there and slept. That was amazing. Um, and then Sunday, so that was early on Saturday night. Sunday, I think I slept, I can't remember where, uh, maybe an hour um and then that was Sunday Monday somewhere around there and then um Monday night I slept about two hours from two to like four so that was what four hours maybe something oh wow vaguely yeah that's not yeah Saturday night Sunday about an hour yeah Monday 
yeah, about four hours probably. So, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Do you have you ever had hallucin hallucinations um, on your longer run? Hallucina- like- yeah, I have. I don't have serious hallucinations. I uh, was taught fairly early on when I did bad water or preparing for bad water that um, that hallucinations are quite closely associated to um, your nutrition and um, sugar. I like your fast sugars, if you have too much sugar, basically. Um, some people hold to that okay. theory, other people don't. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So I definitely want to hear about bad water in a second, too. Um, so with the, was this your longest race to date? As a trail run, yes. But I've done race across America oh. on the bicycle, which is 12 days. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. What route? So there's a prescribed route for the specific race event. Um, And you'd have to go on the calendar, on the the website. They start off in Oceanside and finish in Annapolis. Um, But then there's the, now there's various, organizations where you do self-supported um and um trans am is one i'm going to do a version of that next year and southern tier from florida to death valley as part of a trans america triathlon but um yeah the actual race across america is um oceanside to annapolis Okay, and so do you have a crew that kind of travels for with you the you official go? race across America? Yes, yeah, I think they were talking okay. about a voyager because you race day and night, you're riding day and night. So, um, Transam right. is a little bit different where you self supported, so you just the clock's still running, both, both events the clock is running continuously, but you're in charge of being safe mm-hmm. and being responsible at all times. Right. So do does anybody who does that, do they stop and sleep through the night and then continue on during it the day? It depends or? on the weather and the state they're in. Sometimes if it's very hot it's and you're and you're an, and one's personality as well. Some people are night owls and are more uh, yeah. get, uh, you know, if it's cooler at night um, with excessive heat, then they might do better riding at night and taking naps during the day um yeah for the most part like I I think I slept an hour in the early hours of the morning between two and four and then um I'd sometimes have a nap in the early afternoon um you know everybody just does does what they need to do when I was doing it on my own in stages I would yeah ride from dawn to dusk but yeah yeah very very amazing that's pretty incredible did you have um a pacer on your Moab 240 yes I did have a pacer um she was fabulous um so that that was helpful especially at night she was very helpful because I get a little bit um I I just obviously the speed goes down I don't like it as much being on my own at night and things like that yeah yeah absolutely yeah so how about how many miles of the 240 did you have a probably about half I think she said she got about 120 miles or so yeah yeah oh that's awesome and just just the one pacer so that you had yeah 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 you know her I think same person yeah is it Shay okay yeah yeah I would love to we need to do yeah, another run we would sometime. love that it would be great to there and hit the trail are you guys. going to be with Carol and, over um the holidays at all 
we haven't really um set any oh, runs okay. up at all i know that so the the two peaks that we were just going to run and um, last saturday was rescheduled so we don't know the date of that yet um but besides that we we don't have anything on the calendar but i am definitely open to well keep june 19th to the 24th or 22nd available 18th to the 22nd free to come down and run from death valley to los angeles coastline you can help me and help Carol pace me, and Shay will probably be down there as well. So, <laughs> oops, can you hear me still? It's gone in and out. Hang on. Jane? Jane, can you hear me? I can't hear you. Hi, Jane. Jane, hi, I'm back. Can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, I'm not sure what happened. I apologize. Oh, good. It could have been on my end. Sometimes my cell signal goes in and out. I live out in the foothills um, and it's not that dependable. No worries. Awesome. Um, okay. I'm trying to pick up where we were. So yes, I would love to come and help pace if I can make that happen. I definitely. Yeah. Um, what, what race is that that you're doing? It's the last third of this triathlon across the U.S. Okay. So what is that? What is your total mileage for that? Going so to if you forget everything I say, you can Google Trans Am Tri, Trans Am Tri, A-M-T-R-I. And we start in Florida with a 30-mile swim. Then we bike to St. Augustine on the coast of Florida and over to Death Valley. And that's self-supported. And then we run, hike um, the trails from Death Valley to Point Nugu State Park outside of L.A. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's going to be a hot run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got about six days for it. Wow. That's amazing. Does yeah. it follow? Is Does Badwater go through? Because I know Badwater's in Death Valley, right? Correct. But does that? Kind of touch on the um, same we'll, courses. We'll possibly do some of it, but bad water is mostly pavement, and this is going to be mostly trails. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that sounds pretty amazing. Yeah. So it'll be different. What a, a thir thirty mile swim is what gets me going. Like holy smokes! I like <laughs> on my little sprint try that I've done. You know, it's like a three quarter mile swim. I was swim back and you know just like a snake in the water I am not the best swimmer so that's pretty amazing a 30 mile swim yeah yeah well you, <laughs> you, now you've got a goal you can do see how long you can do do a mile and then how long it takes you and see how many hours you can do a mile at a time if you want a challenge <laughs> yeah yeah, I do. When we, so we go, our family goes to Lake Powell every summer on the houseboat and I swam two miles, but like, go. that's my, that's totally has been my limit of my mental capacity, even yeah. just be swimming. <laughs> so it would, you'd have to really get into a rhythm or something for 30 miles of that. How long yeah, you would break it down that? like any long run, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of mentally kind of make it so that you can swallow it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have, how many times have you done bad water? Just the once. Just the once. Okay. What was your experience there? Um, it was hot. I went up to Mount Whitney after finishing at the portal. 
with my pesos. Oh. So that was really awesome. Um, yeah. It just, you know, I think I like these long things and extreme environments because you have to look after the body and the body can only, and I've always said this, the body can only go in a certain, has to stay within a range, a healthy range. And so you put it in these environments and learn what you need to be, stay healthy in these extreme environments, whether it's Susitna in Alaska in February or Minnesota in February for Arrowhead, or if it's bad water in July in Death Valley. Right. Yeah. So I, I just like those kind of extreme challenges. Yeah. So what are some of your tricks that you've done to help kind of keep your zone and functioning? So for sure. bad water, I did the Bikram yoga and I was taught very early on, which was massively helpful um, to become one with the heat. So breathe the heat in. You don't fight it. You just breathe it in and let your body adapt. And it's very similar actually for open water swimming and cold water immersion is you stand ankle deep in cold water and let your body adapt, let the blood and the get around the heart at a cooler temperature, and then you and then you can dive in and start swimming and keep moving and things. But don't just shock the body with like jumping in or starting right away if you are not acclimatized. It's the same as a high altitude, you know, you start off low, you hike high, sleep low. It's all just being gentle with the body and working with letting the body adapt I love that that makes so much sense I've never even thought about the um, especially with the cold water immersion because I can handle heat better than I can handle cold you know Mm -hmm. so just jumping into cold water is like torture but I can definitely see how um not fighting it because I feel like I fight the cold I don't fight the heat (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so yeah Mm -hmm. that that makes sense yeah so how long did it take you to do bad water? Oh, I, as Carol said so well the other day, I used the full amount of time given to me. I maximized my experience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the second part of my life. I'm looking at working at efficiency and speed and things like that. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely a tortoise. That's awesome. That's great. And then you went on to climb Mount Whitney right after, yeah. right? So. Well, I think we took a break. I think I finished around 9 p.m. and there used to be a hostel down in Lone Pine. And so we slept for a couple of hours and went up in the early dawn. Um, what was cool is my pacer, I think I had a couple, I had a crew and a couple of people in a vehicle. So she got a ride to she got the permit while I was running so that was cool yeah yeah and um so with Mount Whitney how long did that take you to climb that I think that took most of the day I remember coming down in the evening as well so yeah wow yeah that that's pretty cool that's pretty amazing I wonder how many people can go on to say they did Badwater and then climb Mount Whitney. It used to be all part of it. It used to finish on top when it first started. And then I don't know when it changed, but yeah. But then I did, it was organized by the same guy, Chris Cosman. They had an event where you could do this bike race, a 500 mile bike ride. And, um, the, and bad water in the same year and it was something called the death cup or something because both started or ended in death valley or something like that so that was fun to do as well okay yeah have you have you done that yeah the I did bike that yeah okay yeah. the year I did bad water I did um the death cup I did the 508 oh, yeah. yeah right on that's pretty amazing. How how hot would you say it was when you were there? It got to about 115. Um, okay. That's, yeah, in the afternoon, I was like, okay. Yeah. 
did you wind up taking any ice baths or doing anything no, like that? No, I'm not a big one on ice baths. I didn't even tra- did ice baths when I was training for the English Channel. So, yeah. Okay. Tell me about that. I've never even heard of that. So what's the English The channel? English Channel swimming from England to France. Okay. Oh most people, sensible people take a ferry or fly or train. Right. I decide to <sighs> swim. How long of a swim is that? It's, it depends how you swim. You talk about being a snake. I'm very much a snake. Um, uh-huh. So, and then you've got tides changing and pushing you back and all sorts of fun things. So, um, yeah, I took a long time. How long did I take? I can't remember now. There wasn't much difference know? between. I did it twice. Once with a wetsuit, and I think that was about nineteen hours. And then I did that was without a wetsuit, and then seventeen hours with a wetsuit, because it was part of a triathlon again from mid central London to central Paris. Okay, how do you refuel while you're swimming? You bananas. Just like for me, bananas, bananas. work the best because. <laughs> You're not meant to touch the boat in an in a intentional manner, and bananas um, work really well for me, and they don't take on the taste of seawater, salt water, and they stop your throat from swelling. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because that seems like that one of the more challenging parts. And they of also very doing good a long swim like that is. Yeah, they're very good at absorbing if you got a lot of fluid in the stomach. So then they're very good at absorbing the fluid and not helping to reduce nausea. Okay. So. Very interesting. All these things about bananas I yeah. didn't know. Ben? Yes, hi, sorry. Yeah. No worries. It's easy enough when you send a link, it's fine. Oh, good. Good, good. Okay, so um, so you've done the triathlons. You've done crazy long water swims, a lot of ultras, right? So you've done, I know you've done a lot of hundreds. And um, then your Moab 240, have you done any others between the 100 and the 240 mile distance? So Badwater is 135, and Arrowhead's the cold version of Badwater. So I did that. And then I did another crazy event in 2017 called the Epic Five, which you might have read about or heard Rich Roll's uh, podcasts. Um, And um, so that's an Ironman on each of the five islands of Hawaii in five consecutive days. Oh, wow. That's amazing. It's different. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's all incredible to me. Um, how, so, um, out of looking at your events and all the, the runs or the training, like what has been one of your hardest they're all been so different. Um, and when I pick an event, you focus on that. And I always tend to pick an event that's can I has a bit of a fear factor whether I can do it or not. So then I always get a, bit, a little bit panicky. And um, like the 240, I hadn't done it. I was like, okay, can I do it? Right. Um, every, yeah, everyone's always yeah or what what's the unexpected how can I plan for the unexpected how and to ensure success I think the biggest challenge for me is often um when I have to have crew or and managing interpersonal um skills um um so that's always, you know, my goal and intention and desire is that it's a positive experience for everybody and we can remain friends afterwards. And um, that's really important for me. And it's 
because it doesn't always work out like that. Um, and I take that really to heart and think, okay, what's the lesson to be learned from it? Um, and do I give up these big events that need crew when, if it's going to be, if it's not going to be a positive experience for everybody? Right. Have you, like, do you feel like sometimes that adds an extra stress or weight on your races? Oh, most definitely. Mm -hmm. Because you can't control how people will react under sleep deprivation or stress or what's going to come up for them. um, And you are trying to focus on the, the, what you need to do. Um, Yeah, because under extreme stress and sleep deprivation and everything as well and you know I might be used to that and I might try and allude to that for my crew but they're not used to that so you know they say oh yeah we'll be there for you we'll be there for you but when the mud hits the fan (laughs) it's a and it's day three of no sleep or sleeping in a different bed and away from family and routines and loved ones it's becomes quite hard right so that I can definitely see how that would be one of the the bigger challenges in the longer in the longer runs especially your really long ones that go on for more than because like having a pacer for 100 miles is like you know they're doing like 20 to 50 miles of it with you Mm -hmm. um and so they're not like it's still you know they're doing a lot for you but they're not taking away like days on end and mm-hmm. multiple nights and so yeah, yeah. a lot are there yeah. yeah so have you done winter races well I mean Arrowhead is a winter race yeah. but is that one where you are pulling a, doing the sled yeah or is that yeah okay. yeah and Susitna is also a winter race which was my intro I had a wonderful person kind of mentor me through that and the community the races you know are just maybe just even more special um, than the trail races um, just because you, um, you it's such a survival thing. So, you know, initially I can't remember what I was doing. I think I had my sled behind me when I went down a hill and they said, no, sit on it so you and dig your heels in to to control your speed, but be careful that you're not on blue ice um, when you can't dig your heels yeah. in and things like that. But or have it around, have it in front of you, so you you have control of it. Um, yeah, that seems a little less intimidating than being on the front of your sled. Like, how big are your sleds? They like the kids initially. Yeah, I've used kids' sleds. I haven't used the fancy bulk uh, pulks and things. Um, so yeah um and then i've shay and i have done the tascobia in northern minnesota in december and that's been really fun oh awesome how long have you known shay a couple of years yeah yeah because you guys have done a number of things together in just those couple of years yeah yeah we we've shared the trails we found one another on the trails so it's been really beautiful that's awesome Mm -hmm. very cool have you ever done the Iditarod I haven't um I don't want to do it alone I would want to do it with somebody um I I have a lot of respect for it so um yeah, we'll see. I'll see where, um, I don't know if it's, I don't know. Yeah, because it's not just about the Iditarod. It's the full distance, um, which is like a thousand miles to Nome. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, that's, yeah, that is one that fascinates me I don't know if if it's on my list uh it wouldn't be for a really long time <laughs> with everything we have going on but it's pretty amazing and I love to hear stories yeah um of people who have who have done well, it and... consider yourself on my radar for um <laughs> as a buddy to do it with 
I'll wait for a few years. Absolutely. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, okay. So what else, like what I'm trying to think of, um, what else feel stands out to you of like why you do what you do? Um, like what drives you, I guess. Yeah. What's your motivator to continue to, to challenge and push yourself? I think it evolves. Different races bring different things out of you. I think I came back from um, Moab to 40 this year thinking I have one, I've been given a life and I've been given a body and I just want to explore both explore the limits of what I can do with this body mm-hmm. and explore as much of life as I can in the outdoor creation that we've been given. Absolutely. That's beautiful. I, I love that. Um, I totally have that same feeling um, in myself is it's incredible what the yeah. human body can do when it's pushed you know, and just a little bit more, a little bit more. It's one, one step in front of the next, um, you know, and throughout training, you can do things that you never thought were possible. And like this project I'm doing with Carol is just bringing me so much delight of, of just being able to connect trails and parks, um, all around the Bay area. It's just like, oh my gosh, this is a human puzzle. And I'm just having, it's just such a privilege and such a gift. And, you know, in the midst of COVID and it's like, wow. Yeah, that's an awesome, um, like virtual kind of experience or race, because it's not really a race, but virtual um, thing that they've put yeah. together I can't think of yeah you should the take word. two weeks and come uh, and do it like it's it's just so it's love- just such an incredible experience like I haven't done any other virtual event this year because I kind of that's not me but this is it's a hybrid I think it's more of a hybrid virtual event because you're out there doing it and and following kind of the guidelines rules whatever um and, um, yeah, it just gets you out of your backyard. And I don't know. I just think it's really awesome. That is. How many, how many miles will it wind up being? But, you know, there's a, okay. it's not 100% connected. So you're doing an extra mile or two here and there for most of them, kind of that end on a mountain top in the middle of nowhere and you've got to get to the nearest road so I think most people get to do get close to 400 oh awesome and you have until they Carol said something about it was extended was it so it's been it was um the deadline is when there's a safe vaccine for everybody um available for everybody against the COVID virus And so initially it was December 2020, then it got moved to March, and now it's May 2021. So we'll see if it gets delayed one more time or what the deal is. Okay. Yeah. You live in the Bay Area. Down there, do you work in Yuba City? No, I live on the peninsula, so in the Bay Area. So I'm in near San Jose, Palo Alto area. Yeah, and I work in Kaiser Santa Clara. I used to live in Yuba City. That's where I first met Carol. Yeah, You do live down there. For some reason, I was thinking that city. Okay, so you moved from Yuba City. Correct. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, Carol, I know, was saying how much she's enjoying it. getting to go down and experience that and yeah yeah I grew up in the Santa Cruz oh wow are you gonna have to come and do the Santa Cruz part with us James you guys are running but there's quite the network of trails we grew up horseback riding and mountain biking so 
Yeah. Oh. Yeah, totally. We go pretty close. Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. I'll so yeah, no, yes, maybe I we can. don't go yeah. we don't I've... hit the coast coastal sections. But um we do go pretty far south, Morgan Hill and Hyatt Park, but I don't think um yeah, I don't think we go coastal. So yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to come when we come and go up through the San Francisco or something. You need to come join us. Oh, I lost you again. Oh, Jen. Jane, can you hear me? No. Hi there. Hi. <laughs> Hopefully this time we'll, it'll hang on for us to finish up. So, um, yeah, the trails, um, see some near Santa Cruz that you guys will be hitting. Yeah, I have to look. I think they might be, I, I have to look. I think it's, yeah. So I know it goes South Bay and, um, Haddock Park, I don't know how much of the peninsula you explored when you lived in Santa Cruz Mountains, but I'll have a look and see. That might go kind of the Davenport area up towards the okay. city and Golden Gate Bridge. So even if you just come join us as we walk through the city and across Golden Gate Bridge to our starting point, um, Anytime you're free, just feel free to join and hop in. Carol's coming down for the day on Saturday, so just feel free. Um, um, yeah, and then I don't know, her schedule gets pretty busy for December and January. So, um, but just shout, yeah. Okay, I will definitely um, see what I can do with the with all of our kids and everything going on. It's a little bit trickier to sneak away for a sure. whole day, but and. I some of them, I think happen. the website has all the different segments and you, some of them are as short as three miles. So, you know, you can do an out and back with the little ones. Um, and they just, you know, you can pick your park, one park a month over two years sort of thing and do explore a new park around the bay and just do something. The maps are all there. And if you need guidance or kind of just shout um there were five parks we couldn't do in the north bay because of the the fire damage but um so yeah just anytime you have a reason to come down to the bay or you want to show the kids the bay um in santa cruz where you lived etc just yeah give us a call oh did i lose you again oh no can you hear me no good yes i can Okay, I was saying I will for sure. I definitely will take yeah, you yeah, up yeah. on that. Totally. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, um, thank you so much. I'm sorry for the constant interruptions, and um, you to me are like have so much gold in your story and in all that you've done. Is there anything else that that you want to share and that you could? you feel could be beneficial to somebody to hear because you're pretty mo you're a very motivational person. Everything that you've done is incredible. You know, so many people could get something out of it. Well, I think just um, learning to learn from others, sharing what you have, being, being open um, and being a role model for others to learn from is, you know, everybody has something to, to, to share and has wisdom an experience and has a life story that's so rich and if we just share that it makes the world a richer place teaches respect and makes the teachers one another to te 
You know, I only have been able to do what I've done from the generosity of others. So it's my responsibility to be generous in sharing as much as I can to help others achieve where they want to go. So. That's beautiful. That is awesome. I love that. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Um, One of the things, the reason why I decided to start this podcast was because I was finding so many fascinating people who their stories were kind of untold in a sense, right? And so that to grab with this um, is to get some of those incredible stories people who have, you know, either changed their life or done extraordinary things like you have mm-hmm. um, and just to motivate other people to be like, hey, you can do it too, you know, like, yeah, um, so that's, yes. Likewise, I hope it's not too long. And I hope you've interviewed Carol because she's got a pretty, quite a few impressive stories herself that you have to dig to get out of her. Like she's taught me a huge amount um, and was really my mom in so many ways and such an amazing friend and anchor for me when I first arrived in the U.S. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I. She is on my list for sure. She is one of my most favorite people. Definitely one of my my fra- favorite running friends. And yeah, she has has taught me so much. And the and trick I know with that her there is, is you may have to so silently do it, like get her permission and maybe do so. it. Have a recorder going um, while you run, do a run together, uh, and then. Um, and then kind of transfer it onto a podcast. <laughs> oh, that's a great yeah. idea. That yeah. would, yeah. sometimes it's easier to run and talk great. than it is to Thanks for to doing and it and being flexible with the time. And all, yeah, as, so, as you said, look forward to running with you soon. You too. Take care. Bye-bye.